0: Hey everyone, this is episode 44 of Sketch Watch Play, a pop culture podcast talking movies, TV, cartoons, video games, and everything that comes with those. You can find us on iTunes, Google Podcasts, YouTube, Spotify, and most third-party podcast apps and directories. If you want to stay updated or send us feedback and topic suggestions, you can email us at sketchwatchplay at gmail.com, follow us on Twitter and Facebook at sketchwatchplay, Join the Discord server located in episode descriptions, and if you enjoy what you hear, you can support the show by leaving positive reviews on Apple Podcasts and spreading the word to friends, family, and social media. I am John Fleury, and you didn't think we were going to skip this, did you? Let's get right to it. You saw the title. You've probably seen the movie, Judging by the Box Office. We are talking Spider-Man No Way Home, and by we, I mean myself and frequent collaborator and full-time brother, Patrick Fleury. Patrick, how are you?
1: I am great. And to everybody listening, hello. I hope you've seen Spider Man No Way Home because we are not going to not spoil it, which is I, a double negative meaning we will spoil it.
0: I don't even think we're going to like tiptoe around like I've seen podcasts that do like their general thoughts and then just dive right into spoilers. We're just gonna dive right into spoilers.
1: All of the Spider Men are in it. It has been spoiled. Jesus, dude.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was that was the introduction. Oh. Yeah,
1: I know. That's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm letting people know. They they were told right at the beginning it is being spoiled. If they did not turn it off,
0: I'm sorry. I'm going to make a show note for that. Before we get to that, there is a project you and I have had ongoing in the past couple of months that I think it's time to properly promote. So, Patrick, tell us about Chance of Flurries.
1: So, Chance of Flurries is a podcast that, while infrequent, is more frequent currently than Sketch Watch Play. But... Um, so, we are uh, basically just taking... John and I's weekly phone calls and turning them into a podcast where we talk about what we're listening to, what we're watching, what we're playing, and uh, uh, kind of uh, other general nonsense. But it's a it's a quick listen, usually half an hour long episodes, where Johnny and I are getting together and talking through some of this stuff.
0: Yes, and actually, so not only will I include uh, a link to the feed uh, for... Chance of Flurry is in uh, the show description But this episode, an edited version of it Is going to go up uh, simultaneously On the Chance of Flurry's feed, skipping this Which series.
1: makes it a multiversal episode Really, really apt Seeing as this is basically An episode about a multiversal movie
0: Yes I I, I can think of a retort Yeah, you were, yeah, you were just like Your eyes know, were going back and forth like, what's he gonna say? What's he gonna say? And I'm just like, I got nothing
1: I knew you'd hate it, but I, I didn't. I, I was waiting to see how much. So, are we going to get into this movie, or are we have more layout stuff?
0: No. Well, the only layout I have is I want to ask you just a little bit before we get into this movie, specifically about your personal history with Spider-Man, because I think I've come to realize he means a lot to you.
1: Spider-Man's my guy. Um, I think that I, uh, uh, you know, had a. I didn't. We didn't read like a ton of superhero comics as kids no. we read a fair amount of comics but they were uh, kind of all over the place i know that we we read a lot of like you know the the sonic the hedgehog comics for a that while big one.
0: and comic strips
1: and comic strips like you know the the calvin and Hobbes and like garfield collections and you things know, like that side, um, for. yeah but we we didn't read like a ton of superhero comic stuff and then um you know we loved um you know, like the Batman movies when we were younger and, and things like that. But it wasn't until I think the, you know, Tobey Maguire, Spider-Man, the first one that we both like really, really jumped on in a major way. And I think I also let that springboard me into kind of like a, a, a bigger love of the character. And actually it kind of is what introduced me to comic books in general. I, you know, watched that first movie and between that and kind of like my love of Weirdly enough, not even the the like animated X Men show, but the X Men. Um, what's the second show they did? The Evolution. about like the Evolution, which was on at the time, which was like kind of you know. For those who don't know, X Men Evolution was like a the X Men when they were in school themselves, in high school themselves, and you know what was it yeah, like? It, it was kind was, of a, it was a uh,
0: reboot to go along with the actual movies,
1: right? And it was a it was like a re- very cr- kid friendly uh, uh, show. Um, but between like kind of those two things, I. Had like a strong interest. I developed a strong interest in the comics, and it kind of led me to to getting a couple things, which were the at the time they had, you know, it was like these huge, you know, like thick like collections of the the old comics that were like printed again in black and white on this like really thin paper, so it's like a very cheap huge printing of you know, I remember those sixty comics uh, for each book, and I got those. I got like the first six of those Spider Man ones a couple of the fantastic four ones and a bunch of the x-men ones and those kind of led to to uh uh, some some pretty deep dives for me kind of into the the marvel uh uh comic universe which i got i got very into kind of everything published before you know 1983 and then things became a little less accessible because these were more expensive and libraries didn't have as much of the uh, more recent collections at the time even though that's, that's changed a lot for the better and, you know, it kind of just started kind of this love affair I had with with uh, 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 Marvel characters, but like really specifically Spider-Man for the most part. I, you know, I, I truly loved all the Tobey Maguire movies, including the third one, which I think is a glorious mess. Um, it's like the weakest I one, think- but I still like it. I mean, there's so much to me that's just, like, delightful about it. Um, But then also where, you know, where it was very weird was being a pretty staunch defender of the first Andrew Garfield uh, Spider-Man movie, Amazing Amazing Spider-Man, which, upon, like, recent rewatches, like, I'm happy to admit that it has, like, some real pacing problems and, um, uh, you know, just some some, uh, uh, general rehashing of the same stuff that isn't totally necessary. But I think him uh, and kind of the... Yeah, he's wonderful in them. I thought Emma Stone is wonderful in them. I think the second Amazing Spider-Man is another kind of like glorious mess, like oh, the uh, the third uh, Andrew, uh, uh, sorry, the third Tobey Maguire one is. Um, but again, I still, you know, I I go back. And I can watch that one again and have a lot of fun. It's it's a total train wreck, but it's a blast. And Andrew Garfield again, very good in it. And then you know, I think with the advent of of the recent, not even recent, it's been like, what, however many years now since Iron Man came out, but the 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 Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, you know, some of the most fun I've ever had in theaters is the moment, you know, where I was watching Civil War, and the entire theater exploded when like the word Queens popped up on uh, on the screen, and we knew we were about to meet Peter Parker. And I've loved the Tom Holland Spider-Man. But I, you know, I, I just, I, I think something about this character is just, like, so fun, so relatable. He's, like, so super and wonderful to watch, but he's not so overpowered that it feels, like, uh, uh, kind of so distant from, like, the human experience. And then I think, you know, we've had, like, three very different but, like, very cool actors play the part. And now, you know, my favorite movie of all time from a couple of years ago is is uh, Spider-Verse. And that is just, you know, a whole new take take on the character, you know, in, in a bunch of different ways, uh, both with, you know, Miles Morales' story, but we also have, you know, we have Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man in it played by a different person and to great, like, comedic effect, but, like, that is the Spider-Man from those movies, and it's, I don't know, it's it's just it's just super, super fun. I think the character is a, a, a character for, for everyone, and this, this whole movie, this No Way Home just kind of felt like a love letter to Spider-Man, which was just so, so fun. Yeah,
0: yeah. I will say, I want to give you credit for, we saw this opening weekend, it was the two of us, uh, your wife Kaylin uh, from the Black Widow episode of Sketch Watch Play, and our cousin Mia from the previous episode of Sketch Watch Play with Chang chi and the MCU Disney Plus shows.
1: Yeah, it was wild to go to a theater at all, uh, but certainly to like a theater that packed.
0: Yeah, with Omicron surging, but worked out. I, I didn't, I thought, <laughs> I thought it was going to be a response to that.
1: Um, oh, sorry. Uh, yes, Omicron is scary. Look out for the virus. Is that the kind of response you were?
0: That was. That's a, a response. I mean, I went to a convention last week and uh, I tested negative yesterday. So just mask up. Um, but uh, I would, so I. I th- oh,
1: sorry. One of our, one of our frequent guests heard you say mask up and he's coming back in because he wants to talk about it.
0: It's now a good time for me.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Bane, Patrick, come on in. Hello, everybody. Hello, John. How hey, are
0: you today? I'm good. I, I I should have known that you would show up if I talk about masks. Well, I I heard
1: you making an announcement about masks, and I thought, who better than the original
0: masker, me? Nobody knew who you were until you put on the mask, Bain, Patrick.
1: Wow, it's really it's really always it's a huge thing for me to meet a fan who who says my lines right back to me. Um. So yeah, people are out there. Uh, if you are, uh, you know, wearing your N95s and your KN95s, that's probably a good start for those masks. Um, but if you want to go to your local party city and pick up a Bane mask and pop a KN95 in there, I I think that would be uh, an absolute way to show show the uh, this 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 Omicron virus that um, that. Even though it is spreading darkness across the country, you were born in darkness, and you can conquer it. Um. All right. Okay. But I'm. We're doing a. We're doing a podcast. So if you if you want to, yeah. No, I just heard I. I just heard the mask thing and thought I'd. Pu- yeah.
0: No. Everyone knows it's his forte. It's fair.
1: Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'll. I'll. I'll see you later. Yeah. What are we having for dinner? And I, I don't like pasta or something. Ooh, pasta.
0: How do, how, how do you eat with the mask?
1: Yeah, uh, you know, it's weird. Whenever we have dinner, he comes with a blanket. It's a, it's a blanket that I bring to the table, and I, I take my bowl and plate underneath the blanket, and I sit in my chair, and uh, you don't get to see me without the mask. Yeah, it's um, it's altogether a pretty unpleasant eating experience. Sounds bizarre. That's bizarre yeah, it's weird.
0: Well, So are we going to talk about this movie? We are. I'm just going to start off by saying... What movie are you talking about? Oh, Dark Knight well, Rises? No, it's a Marvel movie. Oh, yeah. uh... Not your forte. Okay. I'll, I'm i gonna go look at what pasta sauces we have. We'll talk to you in two months when the Batman comes out. Yeah, okay, bye, then. Bye! I am so sorry. Yeah, he's a nice guy, just eccentric. Yeah, and he's um really kind of up
1: in my business a lot. <sighs> up in your grill? Yes. Sorry, we were talking about something else.
0: No, I'm gonna say that... No, because obviously, uh... Far From Home ended on, like, the mother of all cliffhangers other than Infinity War with uh, Mysterio and Jameson outing Peter and framing him for murder. And honestly, before we started getting info on this movie, I had assumed it would be about him going into hiding or being on the run or, like, and just doing something with uh, the sta- that status quo having to change to keep him going as a character. And that last part was right. But we'll save that for the end. And they honestly kind of get him... He doesn't go into hiding. He's even going to school, but it's like now people can't decide what they think of him, and he is being harassed. Like like it's the paparazzi.
1: Yeah, you know it's it's a it, it follows a trend uh, among among MCU, especially in the recent years of the MCU of taking a storyline from the comic books and really changing it up, but but taking like the the basic pieces of it. Because, in you know, in, in Marvel Comics, there was a there was a point in time where where Peter's identity came out and it was, in fact, uh, you know, erased by Dr. Strange. And I actually I have to go back and reread that, but I don't I don't remember the exact deal b- behind all that. But, uh, yeah, it was it was interesting to watch. So I think when we first heard Dr. Strange gonna be part of it, I kind of just assumed that there was going I kind of assumed it was going to be a quest kind of movie where they were going to need to perform this spell. But there was going to be some pieces behind it that were going to be difficult, whatever.
0: again or something.
1: Yeah, exactly. But more. of course, that is not at all what this movie is. No,
0: because uh, I was going to say, like, before we start getting, like, concrete details, like even the name or something, do you remember that, like, casting started to come out? Like, Alfred Molina is back, Jamie Foxx is back, and they're playing their same characters, and everybody started going – everybody did a double take, like, wait, what?
1: Yeah, and then, um, you know, it immediately started with, like, the, you know – I think they actually – some places announced that Andrew Garfield was in the movie without actually having any evidence or – Uh, Proof of that, and it became an immediate thing. Like,
0: if they're getting the villains, um, then
1: they're getting the villains, they gotta have them. And it also got to the point where it's like, oh god, if they don't have them now, people are gonna be pretty
0: disappointed. Can you imagine what the movie, uh, the response would have been like? It would have been so deflating.
1: It would have been so deflating. I would have felt really bad for the team. Um, But again, it's like, if you're going to do something like this and not bring them in, it's probably a little bit of foolish thinking.
0: Yeah, but it is like the. The hype cycle for this movie has been something else, like oh, I,
1: unlike almost anything I've ever seen before.
0: <laughs> I think it's kind of insane. And again, I always give the MCU a lot of credit, but it's it's been only like two and a half years since Endgame, and we're already reaching similar hype levels again with a with a standalone movie like
1: while a virus is still yes, raging it's across breaking, the country. Yes,
0: breaking. I think it's now the fourth highest grossing domestic movie. I was just reading, like, holy hell!
1: Yeah, it's wild. I think um. I think, you know, to, to kind of dive into this movie a little bit, I yeah. do I do like kind of where we start off with, you know, everything exploding quickly. And while while there is, you know, it's a Marvel movie now, so the runtime is always going to be like more than two hours, kind of the pacing and speed of this movie is like I I think one of its strongest points. We we dive into him getting to Doctor Strange to, like, you know, change the past or, you know, have everybody forget he's Spider-Man so quickly um, to the point that we are then, you know, fighting Doc Ock, like, you know, 25 minutes into this movie. It's wild.
0: I agree. I actually do think the first two uh, of the home trilogy have some pacing spotty pacing here and there, but I feel like the writers and directors really – got a tight grip on on things with this and uh i will say the director of all three john watts do you know what his next project is i don't fantastic four.
1: Ooh, the john krasinski and emily blunt vehicle fantastic nice. four
0: yeah it's gonna be disappointing <laughs> if it's not I, I think emily blunt has said she hates the mcu but krasinski might be open to it i feel so bad for for those two people who are just like or for,
1: for whoever ends up being yeah. those parts yeah. because it's just like I, I'm excited for whoever is going to play the Fantastic Four, but it's like, it seems like the only two people people talk about it is, are those
0: two. It is funny how, like, they've never been done proper justice in movies, and it feels, but they feel like such a natural fit for the MCU already. Like, oh, the, yeah. And the tone and, and the idea. Like, I, I'm excited. So, I, there is one thing that I think uh, it doesn't have to do with the multiverse. It's basically just a cameo, but, you know, Peter needs a lawyer. This cane comes down on the screen. This oh, like hell yeah. The first of many audience, our audience just erupts for a bit like
1: well and it was very cool because um oh gosh you haven't watched it yet but do you know have you watched any of hawkeye i know about who shows up in it okay so it was very very cool because the way that it was happening if you saw no way home the same weekend it came out and you were watching hawkeye then you had been for the last few weeks like experiencing this kind of nod towards like, it sounds like they're talking about the Kingpin. This is probably the Kingpin they're talking about. I wonder if it's going to be Vincent D'Onofrio, all this stuff. And then, and they're, you know, they're showing characters like Echo uh, uh, in Hawkeye, who, you know, in the comics is like, you, they're almost like Echo is so inextricably tied to Kingpin. It's like, that's part of her story that it's like, you, you know, he's going to show up. And then right before Kingpin shows up, you're going into no way home. And Matt Murdoch's there. And it's like a huge explosion in the theater, which I wasn't expecting. Because I guess Netflix Daredevil was pretty successful. But I didn't realize, yeah. you know, in the theater, people would be cheering and losing their minds. And it was kind of a, a an awesome moment because I think, you know, there's been mixed results with with non-MCU, Disney Plus, you know, Marvel right. shows. The other
0: network and Netflix shows, it's been varying levels of success and quality.
1: Varying levels of success. success but I think, you know... Depending on who you talk to, you know, for me, probably Daredevil was one of the most successful ones. With the with the uh, with the addition of probably the first seasons of Luke Cage and Jessica Jones, right, um, I, were um, also pretty solid.
0: I I watched like half of the first season of Daredevil and I loved it. It gave me Nolan Batman vibes, uh, and I definitely yeah. I need to go back and especially now I have a real reason. Like, oh, they're I don't think they're abandoning this. Um, so. No, he's
1: definitely coming back, and they also seemed, you know, just in his one scene that he was in that movie so briefly, you know, with the catching of the brick coming through the window and Very good, um, kind of his timing, they're maybe also leaning into like a little bit of the the fun of the MCU, uh, whereas like the Daredevil Netflix series was... Gritty. Gritty, dark, and which is cool and, and good. But I think, you know, one thing I like about the MCU is they find lightness in a lot of their movies in some really uh, oh, yeah. solid ways. And so that was super exciting to see him pop up.
0: And, I'll and I'll then just also say, for
1: DiCaprio to get revealed the next week on yeah, Hawkeye. And
0: I'll just say, I don't I believe that uh, Spider-Man and Daredevil have collaborated a lot in the comics since they're both New Yorkers. Oh yeah. So.
1: Oh yeah. Since of, they're big, they're big. They're both New Yorkers, and they're both kind of like street level heroes. Right. Right.
0: Uh, Daredevil doesn't have superpowers other than the, the hearing.
1: But. Well, I mean, he's he's got extreme sensory, uh, uh, like uh, right, uh, abilities. To
0: offset being blind. Yes. Yeah. Let's get to. Strange, you know, cast the spell, and Peter, being a kid, mucks it up. And- mucks it up, which I thought was a lot of good, like,
1: comedic uh, uh, chemistry between Strange and Peter. Um, I thought that was really fun. Yeah. And then I loved how quickly we got into meeting our villains. I really thought, you know, with these five villains, before the movie started, I thought we were going to be spacing them out over the course of this whole movie, and we'd be, you know... Oh. Um, waiting for them to like get one at a time and then there probably would be with some big final climactic battle but i was really expecting you know some time but we had all five of the villains caught in like you know
0: by the, by the halfway point they're all there
1: earlier than that yeah it was, it was i thought that was so cool um because then we got real real time with them and the oh my gosh the fun of when they're all five locked up and kind of like chirping off of each other in the cages is like a blast
0: yeah they're like they're even like kind of feels like riffs on them where like Sandman and Electro are talking their origins oh yeah you gotta watch where you fall it's like because <laughs> I, I did find like the Electro oh he fell on a bad electric eels. So when you say that out loud that's really stupid
1: <laughs> yeah oh yeah it's super super dumb but it's also like gosh it was so fun to watch you know like Doc like, them all like bouncing off of the lizard and like calling him like like his, his plan was to turn everybody into a lizard <laughs> I help him to try, trying Turner to defend his yes. stuff and, and they did a pretty good job, I think, of making it you – know, I don't think Ralph uh, or Ray Fiennes or uh, 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 Thompson Church were ever on set.
0: No, I was um, going to say um, people are pretty sure that the footage of them at the end is, like, re-edited or reused from their movies. And uh, Well, it works totally fine, they, and all no, the voice stuff they yeah. did is solid. Yeah. It is It is kind of – there are some retcons. Like, there's a retcon where, that where, like, Sandman can't be human-shaped, which is probably just yep. like, as a result of, of – Aiden Church not wanting to do it or something. Or scheduling or COVID, I don't know. Uh, and the one the one they really acknowledge is how drastically different uh, Electro is as a character now.
1: Different electricity on this world.
0: <laughs> it's like whatever whatever lets us get Jamie Foxx being like his natural cool self. Because that's what he, they should have done to begin with.
1: Yeah, I think I think they 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 took the time to, you know, kind of either find the joy in some of the, the characters that were like a little bit joyless, like Lizard. Um, or find the fun in characters who were, like, kind of not allowed to be, you know, quite as fun. I mean, Electro was, was like, pretty boring in The Amazing Spider-Man 2. He was and also over like, the top like he's, when
0: he's a civilian. Like, they tried to nerd him up.
1: Yeah, he's over the top, but not in a way I really, like, found that endearing about no. Jamie Foxx. Like, it's, they, they, they didn't take advantage of any natural charisma yeah. um, or, or, like, comedy. Uh, in that movie, and in this one, he's he's maybe the the biggest comedic relief in the thing. He's he's great. Um, yeah.
0: So I would say it's something interesting is that like you can definitely tell like they had kind of a hierarchy of like which are the most important, who are going to get the most fleshed out. And I'd say Green Goblin and Doc Ock are the most integral to the plot and get the most growth and and focus. Uh, Lizard and Sandman are more supporting roles They don't have so much of an arc But it's, it's cool to see them again And then Electro mm-hmm. is somewhere in between Because he kind of compared to the others, kind of flip-flops Like his allegiance and his uh, goals Yeah, I think
1: uh, You know, part of it is is You know, for Goblin they, they really wanted to make sure They gave you a chance with like both sides Of Willem Dafoe uh, Willem Dafoe's characterization in this movie um, And with doc ock they they seem to really want to honor like what was you know like the the powerful integrity of the character right um especially when we like get into you know the details of the show of the of the uh of the movie like just the chip on his back uh being like you know what's kept them from what's kept taking the, control of him or what's what's now sentences. let them the arms yeah. take control of him um and kind of letting him get back his his sanity kind of and i mean I think they did a great job with a lot of this villain stuff. I think, you know, there's some stuff that is kind of uh uh pigeonholed or like not really, not really expanded upon in a good way. Like Sandman is all there for his daughter, like totally cool. Like he's like the one who's the most down to earth, who yeah. like wants just to go and then suddenly when the other villains rebel, he's like fuck it, I've decided to be Me a villain too. again, I rebel. And it's like just like, oh, why?
0: Yeah, they're uh <laughs> it- beyond uh character motivation, I think people have already like because of the multiverse stuff and being tied to a bunch of other movies, people have already pointed out like certain plot holes with the uh, the villains and what they say, like um, how because of the spell it's people who knew Peter Parker, Spider Man, Electro never knew who Spider Man was.
1: Yeah, Electro never knew. Um want back. D- <laughs> right, but we also didn't see a bunch of people who did know. Like we never like we don't see Mary Jane. We don't see yeah. uh, Harry Osborn. Yeah, we don't see uh, Gwen. Uh, uh, Gwen. Um, and it's kind of like well. I understand that we need to... Again, I don't have a better solution. I think they did a great job, but it's also like they needed to find a thing that worked for most people and, you know...
0: And actually, like, uh, Mary Jane and Gwen were heavily rumored. And I think, like, Kirsten Dunst and Emma Stone were also... Well, Andrew Garfield was pulling, like, hey, I have to lie just so people so they don't spoil things. And they were like right. going, like, we, we're not, no, we don't know anything about this. Uh, <laughs> and I think it was Kevin Feige or another Marvel who confirmed, like, they were considered, but they, they kind of felt like that would reach a tipping point and just being overload. Because they were like, that was something that I was worried about. I think everybody was like, too many villains, too many characters. That's probably the problem with Spider Man 3 and Amazing 2. But maybe it's partially because these characters have already been set up, but it's like they pulled it off.
1: Yeah, I kind of think you hit the nail on the head It is that the all the characters, all the villains are brought back in such a a solid way because, you know, like you said, like Sandman and Lizard are given almost like no time. They are just kind of what they are and yeah. you don't really worry about it. But then, you know, the other villains too, you're kind of just like, you get the basics. We already know everything. We don't need to spend a ton of time figuring them out. It's like, why, you know, why not? Uh, why why not just like kind of speed into the next fun thing? Um without stressing about it. I didn't feel like it was overloaded, but then again, you know, if you had Mary Jane and especially if you had Gwen in there, it's like to give them, to give like Gwen and like uh, uh, Andrew Garfield's Peter Parker, like um, uh, their their respective moment. That could have been um, powerful. Could have been powerful, but would have taken a lot of time for it to feel justified and earned as opposed to like her appearing for a second and him being like, I'm sorry. And her being like, it okay. Uh, And then I'd be like, this was lame and weird.
0: Um, We do get a fantastic nod to it, Uh, but we'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah,
1: I think, think, you know... Well, you already mentioned it, so let's just be there now. I think we saw it in the trailer. uh, Yeah, I mean, we're going in no particular order here. I think everybody who saw the trailer and saw the moment where Peter... uh, Where Tom Holland's Peter dives after uh, Zendaya when she's falling... Was like, oh, this is like the moment in Amazing Spider-Man 2. And I think... That was the one thing from the trailers that made a ton of people go. Well, Andrew Garfield has to be in this movie because he has to save her when yeah. he like he couldn't with Gwen. Like, yeah,
0: um, right if he can't save his his MJ, then he'll he'll save another. And I loved
1: that moment when he landed and she was like, "Thank you," and he was like, "You okay?" And tearing
0: up. It was so. It was he was so good. It, like he's he, great. He and Toby He were was both, so funny and fun. Like it, I I just wonder like. What it must have been like for these returning actors, because they probably uh, all assume like, this was, we're never gonna get, I don't get to do this again. This is, it's done. I gotta move on. And it's just like, imagine getting that call. Do you wanna be, Peter yeah, especially,
1: you... especially for Andrew Garfield, I think, because he, he, he didn't get a fair was check. a Spider Man where Sony was, while he was Spider Man, having conversations about the possibility of Spider Man joining the MCU, because yeah. it existed at the time. Yep. Andrew Garfield being interviewed and being like, would you like to be in these movies? And Andrew Garfield being like, I'd love for Spider Man to join these movies. And he thought for a while, you know, maybe that'd be him. And he was also supposed to get his Sinister Six movie. Like, oh, that yeah. was their big plan. That was um, they the were gonna have these huge
0: too, yeah. thing.
1: Yeah, um, and it just, it never happened. And he talks, you know, in interviews, you know, years after about how that was like, the biggest heartbreak of his career. Like what, sure. the Spider-Man just ending. and And it feels like now, not only are people seeing you know is he not only is he getting a little bit better of an ending which i think he is because he talks about you know his experience post gwen and stuff yeah, like I that kind of went down a dark path yeah but he also is getting an opportunity for people for a lot of people who didn't see amazing spider-man to see how good he is and was and you know you see now the, the internet is exploding for him to be the spider-man for uh you know Venom's universe, and for, like, Craven the Hunter's universe, for him to come back. That's not a bad um, idea.
0: Make Venom and, and uh, Morbius and stuff the, the amazing universe.
1: Yeah, that's a that, that's a thought that a lot of people are clamoring for now that they've seen him kind of do his thing. Yeah, and I, you know, I don't hate the idea.
0: Honestly, I'm like, if Sony would just learn from their lessons, and maybe maybe get some guidance from Marvel Studios on doing another amazing, like, have Kevin Feige and these higher-ups point out, like, this is what you did wrong, don't repeat this, try this instead. Because you know, I, I, you remember, like, this movie almost was going to be non-MCU. They were going to split him up, and then Tom Holland begged them, like, please, please don't do this. Um, and I believe, though I do think uh, the original idea was someone – do you know what the, who the original villain plan was? I do not. Craven.
1: For this movie?
0: Yes, when it wasn't – when it was going to be isolated from the MCU and, I assume, no multiverse stuff. Uh, I guess Isn't they, Craven getting his own movie? I can't keep track of the Sony stuff. With uh, Aaron Taylor,
1: the guy who played uh, oh, kick uh, Pietro. Ass.
0: Yeah, and Kick-Ass. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, maybe maybe. I, maybe. maybe that plan came together after they re- decided to change the direction for this movie, because that's still... I don't think that's even filming yet. And, you know, they still got to get Morbius out after it's been played for two years.
1: Oh, my God. I'm worried about that. I, I guess I'm not worried about it, because I don't have huge expectations. No, I, I don't give a um, shit. But I will, uh, I will say one disappointment... For this movie speech is kind of since we're on this topic, I think I know is the use of Venom yeah, in general. Because I was like, you know, I don't love either of the Venom movies um, with Tom Hardy, but I actually think Tom Hardy as Venom and like the kind of back and forth they have is very fun. That part's fun. And I thought could be have good. been fun in this movie. But to set up the tease at the end of yeah, Let There Be Carnage that he was going to be in this world and then yeah. for him to have literally... Nothing in this movie except for the post credit scene where he leaves the symbiote behind felt like a real letdown kind of tease yeah, for me. I
0: don't even yeah, I don't even I didn't even like the first venom. I haven't seen other oh, Be Carnage. I've heard it's better. It's but, better, it's not good. <laughs> yeah. But uh but I still had fun with those, you know, with both that over the top Eddie and, and Ben in performance and like give him a better story in the MCU and, and yeah, he could it could be cool and but uh it doesn't seem like they're doing that and it also just seems like so, are we going to have a second Venom in the MCU? While I assume there's going to be a third Venom with this, like that's,
1: weird. I think so.
0: That's weird. It's have overlapping, it's it's kind of, it's kind of like how, uh, you know, D- the DC universe is continuing, but they're rebooting Batman and stuff. Like it's, like, or it's even, it's even weirder than that because I think Ben Affleck's done. It's like, it's just gonna. I don't know, it's a very odd way, it's it's a swerve, it's, a it's something, it's, it's a surprise, but I don't know if it's the good kind of surprise just yet. Well, we'll have to see, because I mean, I think
1: we might not even get a Venom in the Marvel Universe, because I think, you know, Sony owns Venom, they own Carnage, they own the Spider-Man uh, series of villains, so yeah. there have been a lot of other symbiote characters and kind of things that have happened across the marvel universe that are not venom and carnage right. and i think it's very possible that though we no, saw no. it at the end of spider-man it could it could affect any other you know mcu movie uh, as well i kind of think you know the way that this this spider-man movie has ended with us well we'll get to that in a second you know no. venom might not be his next movie it might be a, a greater mcu thing
0: yeah, well, time time will tell. Uh, we'll have to see what Marvel's plans are and what Sony's plans are because they're not, obviously not always on the same page.
1: Ain't that the truth.
0: Um, but let us let me get into – so the interesting thing is like I kind of thought like the first half of this movie has a very similar tone and vibe to the first two. It's jokey. It's lighthearted. And you have a general sense that this is part of the MCU course and things will work themselves out. Everything changes when Peter's spider sense goes off and we get this like great, great moment of dread like he knows – Okay, one of these villains is going to snap, but he can't tell, and and then the Goblin persona comes out, and everything goes wrong.
1: Yeah, there was some there. There's a couple of really cool things about that. One that you know there was like this this great. Sh- the entire movie shifts at this point, but also we see what I would think of as as probably the best fight I've seen in a Spider-Man MCU movie, and also like the the grittiest fight I've seen it in was, like a Spider-Man movie, like because because. Because Tom Holland, I think, with the, with the return of like high school Spider Man, has been treated with a lighter tone on a lot of this stuff. Yeah. But but the fight he has with Goblin in the hallways of this apartment building is brutal and it's awesome and it is like such a like just kick ass uh, display for both of them. And I think it was like a a real shift of like we are not treating Spider Man like a kid anymore. Things are changing. Then of course, right after that, Goblin. Kills, kills Aunt May,
0: and it's um, such. It's I've saw people point out it's such a realistic feeling death because she was in shock. She didn't realize she was like fatally wounded and bleeding out, and that just makes it more sad. Like she, she you they know, tricked she, me. Yeah, because yeah, she got up, and you're like, oh, okay, maybe she'll be in the hospital or something. And then she's like, the whole I got to catch my breath, and then you that part where he touches her and to his hands covered in blood, and you're like, oh, that's it. Well, when he flows, flies the glider into her, I was like, oh, she's dead, and then. It kept going and she was moving and walking
1: and I was like, oh, I guess not. Okay, good. And then that one but then, gosh, do I love the fact that they uh, did this this way with the, with the different universes and the different uh, kind of like stories for each of the three Spider-Men for us to, I mean, my assumption has been, hey, we skipped Tom Holland's origin story, because we don't need it a third yeah, time. Yeah,
0: Uncle Ben happened. Don't worry about it.
1: But the truth is, that's not what happened. I don't think it, there's that's ever, not, there
0: ever was an Uncle Ben in the MCU. There may
1: not have been an Uncle Ben at all, or he may just not have had the effect. Like, we don't, we don't know. And we'll probably have a better idea when the uh, MCU releases their, like, high school, like, Spider-Man first year cartoon um, later this year, awesome. um, what happened. Because it'll cover Tom Holland's origin story. But, okay. uh, do you know about this?
0: I heard about it. I didn't know it was going to cover... It's going to be the origin.
1: Yeah, it's 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 an animated, I think, eight or ten episode Spider-Man TV show that is going to be covering this Spider-Man's origin story and kind of his first year as Spider-Man. So we're going to get that origin, but to have Aunt May then deliver this, you know, the the famous Spider-Man line, line is uh, I thought fabulous and also like a way to then, gosh, did I love when Toby and Andrew do show up. That they are uh, imparting this advice and while they're imparting it, Tom Holland has also just learned it and is saying it back to them. I just thought it was awesome and it was powerful. And it also gave, I think, the the weight to Marissa Tomei's May that she kind of deserved to go out on. Yeah. Um,
0: She was like such a small part of the first two movies and this one it's like here's why she's been here. This is, it was building to this.
1: Yeah, because it, it's it's a great way to not have us have to do that initial origin story setup again, but to still give our Peter Parker that past and that punch, yeah. and to have it build up in a character who we now know.
0: And it's also yeah, still, I thought it was great. It's, it's again, it's a result of his actions uh, because yeah. he went, he agreed to her idea of helping the villains, and it led to severe consequences. Um, yeah, and I want to say two things about the, the, the aftermath of this. One. This has to be my favorite shot in any uh, uh, of the MCU Spider-Man when he's unmasked, slow-mo in the rain, watching Jameson on that big screen. Do you remember that? I was like, yeah. this is artful. I never would have thought that I am the MCU Spider-Man, like, because I always feel like I love how Sam Raimi has his very trademark over the over-the-top style, like mm-hmm. his own flair. Very excited to see how he applies that to Doctor Strange. Uh, but I always thought that both Amazing and the Home movies didn't really have. A visual flair to them so much. And that was a moment. I don't where- agree
1: about amazing. I actually think cinematography and amazing was some of the cool stuff. I think there's, there's a scene in amazing Spider-Man where he is caught by the cops in the first movie and his mask is taken off and his face is down kind of in the dark. So they right. can't see me yet. And, and there's like this pan around that happens with him face down and he does this fight with these cops with the camera going around him while like never showing his face. Okay. Um, That I think is one of the coolest moments in a superhero movie um
0: then, but then would you agree that like the home movies don't have so much of a flair like their traditional action
1: the, the, the not not in like the way that those other not kind of that like uh that that uh gritty like kind of over the top cinematography and i mean i mean over the top in a positive way of like yeah. like I think, super heightened drama i think um,
0: raimi is over the top and amazing is kind of the gritty one of the three
1: yes i agree and i think i think that uh you know, it was it was interesting. Tom Holland had an interview where he was talking about, you know, honoring the other, like the, the old movies with this movie. And one thing he really liked about this movie was that they were taking directorial and cinema, like cinematography uh, 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 cues cues and, and kind of uh, uh, direction from these older movies to kind of embrace these new characters, but also make it all feel like one huge conglomerate, like a conglomeration of these ideas and he was like this. This kind of uh, uh, let us stretch our Peter in ways we'd never seen before, and and kind of uh, uh, really kind of diversify the way the way things are portrayed in this movie. So that was very very cool and very powerful.
0: Yeah, and so I gotta say I don't think I I don't remember if I told you this, but the day before we saw it, my curiosity got the better of me, and I was just like, because there were there rumored there were, there were, I guess there were leaks about the other two Spider Men. Uh, obviously, you know there was nothing official, and I just decided like, let me just search like Andrew Garfield entrance, and like, I just I just wanted to be like in my head like not have any doubts and be worried and stressed about it. And uh, the scene I got was both his jumping through the portal, which I want to get to that moment, but uh, when that great moment where Peter's at the school and you see the two the shadows of the other two up on like the parapet or whatever, and they jump down. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. So obviously that confirmed okay, they're both there and the first thing out of Tom Holland's mouth before I turned it off is she's gone and I was like, "Well, who, who's gone? Mary Jane's right there." Oh shit.
1: <laughs> oh man, so you had a lot of spoiled I for had... you. So I I was able to make it the entire way without getting anything spoiled. I like I went on an on internet yeah. uh Matt Murdock uh, was spoiled too. You know I heard that, but I, apparently he was spoiled a long time before was, the movie with an he onset he photo and for a long and...
0: time, but I think footage was out once the movie was out.
1: There were all these rumors about Daredevil and uh, Kingpin coming back like months before. Oh. And I don't really, I, I i remembered hearing that, but I didn't see, now I've seen this photo that was like released that was of them around the kitchen table way earlier that I had, I, I was lucky enough to miss. Uh, I think because I was not digging for spoilers. I really was trying to gotcha. keep myself pretty fresh going in. But I think to get into the, the, the next moment, I think... One one of the funniest scenes in the movie, but also just like just so much fun, were these two entrances of both our spiders
0: men, spiders men, spiderman, spiderman. spiders Spider's spiderman. But I gotta say, like, oh my god, the build up to to Garfield jumping through, like, you know, they're just calling Peter, Peter, come here, and you could hear the excitement building in the audience when they realize this is the moment, and this is yeah, like that suit. You can tell that suit's not not our Peter. This is. It's you could really, tell the moment he
1: turned around and faced the portal, it was like, that is not his costume. The eyes are
0: bigger, people pointed out. Yeah. And it's, so it's like, it's they jumped, and like I, I need to rewatch it again, because there's like a good 30 seconds, I don't know what anybody was saying, because it was just one long cheer. It was so cool. It's like, you, you starts to calm down after he jumps to the portal, but then he takes off his mask, and boom, there's Andrew Garfield, and just people won't shut up. And I, I mean that in a good way. Like, I, we were all cheering, too, which is like, oh man, who, who, who I never would have thought if you told me I'd be cheering over the amazing movies, but like... It was so cool to see him again.
1: And then to immediately lean into, like, what is fun about Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man, like, kind of, like, the, the humor of it all, to have him, like, you know, Zendaya, like, forcing him to, like, crawl on the ceiling, oh, yeah, and then them having him, like, moments. clear the cobweb.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, also, uh, Toby McGuire's interest is a lot more subdued too. He just kind of... Inches through the portal. Um, yeah, and he's not
1: in costume; he's just himself,
0: just like a youth pastor, as they say. Well, he's he's Clark <laughs> Kenning it. He uh, yeah. Andrew Garfield was caught while he was doing Spider Man business, I assume. And uh, Toby was, I guess, at all times has as it underneath, which I think I think they did that in the Raimi movies. That might be a little nod to it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, then we uh, yeah we, we get the moment where all three of them meet and kind of share their shared tragedies, obviously, where. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Toby Wire lost Uncle Ben and, and Harry. Uh, Andrew Garfield lost Uncle Ben and Gwen, and uh, now you could say, uh, Ar Peter has lost. Uh, I'd say Tony and uh, Aunt May.
1: Yeah, and I think um, then we're 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 pulled in like again. One of the rais- reasons I think this movie is very well paced. We're pulled kind of right from this biggest tragedy of the movie into some of the most fun of the movie, which is just the three Spider-Men together, like
0: working together bonding. Working together
1: and, and pointing out all the funny things about each other. Like I love, I love them all finding out that Toby Maguire doesn't like make, like maybe it makes his own web in his body
0: Yeah, um, and, just like, <laughs> and
1: how weird they think work. it is and um, how like weird and kind of gross they think it is. I love Andrew Garfield, Spider-Man getting jealous that like they both had like run-ins with aliens and things from outer space. He's like, and he is not
0: in a rhino suit. I'm
1: lame. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just thought it was so, and then like you know, even before the big final battle, just like the moments where the Spider Men are cracking each other's backs because they just like oh, been yeah. Spider Man for longer, and they're like a little exhausted. Yeah, and well, obviously,
0: uh, you know they they didn't de age either those two. Like Toby's middle aged, and Andrews in his like late thirties. Um, yeah, they're
1: not they're not trying to pretend that they're all you know at the, the same point in their the career. Villains.
0: Like these two are like, no, it's real time. We're 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 going with it, and so. McGuire's a veteran has kind of settled into a groove of it. And uh, it is a nice little acknowledgement that he says he and MJ, it's complicated, but basically they have worked it out. Yeah. But things have not worked out so much for Andrew Garfield. So, you know, maybe that's another reason we'd like to see more of him, like maybe get him like a happier ending or something.
1: Well, it was nice too to see, you know, him talk about, we didn't just, his story didn't end with the end of his movie. We heard about how, you know, he, for a long time, has been, like, angry and doing the wrong thing, and he's talking about how this, you know, this experience in and of itself him. has changed him, and it's taught him, and, and all that stuff about, you know, continuing on, and, and we learn that, you know, he has been a Spider-Man, like, who's who's who has not kept the balance between Peter Parker and Spider-Man. He's basically be you know, his whole life is being Spider-Man now, and it's pretty rough.
0: I mean, we'll talk about the balance at the end with uh, Tom on because that didn't need to move through a loop, but, um, I just want to. I think we should get into the last act. But I do want to say one of my favorite jokes, but also kind of confirming something that I assumed is you remember right when they're about to fight and Holland's like, I don't want to because they're they're saying like don't work well as a team. He's like, I want to brag, but I was in the Avengers. The Avengers, great. What is that? Is that a band? I
1: loved band? them. Just acknowledging that there's like none of those other characters. Yeah,
0: it's just they're they're just it's just them and they're in their worlds. Well,
1: that's not true though. Okay, well. Because we do know that Doctor Strange that's right. exists that's right. that's in, in Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man world because when they talk about uh, names, uh, names uh, when J. Jonah Jameson is trying to come up with a name for, I think, Doc Ock, yeah. he says Doctor Strange, someone says Doctor Strange, because that's already taken.
0: Yeah, um, so
1: like- I think we do have at least one other kind of big character in the Andrew Garfield, but we don't have the, not Andrew Garfield, the Tobey Maguire movies, but we don't have the Avengers.
0: Right, they're not as... The vi- heroes and villains are not as numerous as the MCU, right? So that's 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 kind of, and 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 that totally, because I think like if things had gone better for Amazing, they could have integrated that into the MCU retroactively. Yeah. Uh, but the McGuire films are from a different era where they people weren't, you know, cinematic universes and crossovers weren't on the mind as much. They were standalone. Yeah. Um. So it kind of it kind of fits that like they confirm like they're this is Spidey's on their own these worlds. And just like I had always assumed they would do this if they if they had the others, but seeing all three do their swing over the moon and each land in respective poses they've done in the past. Oh yeah, that was. I feel like that was the moment where we really started to like come together. Like this is a celebration. This is like a you said a love letter to Spider Man on film. Like twenty years of movies. It's like in that moment, it's like it doesn't matter if not all those movies were good. It's just like the memories the experiences like this 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 undeniable legacy that these this IP has had and is going to have
1: oh yeah and i think you know just to get into that entire last battle the way the three different like spiderman are like are are the way that they're moving around and fighting like you they they each keep their like distinct personalities they keep their like distinct styles i don't know it's it's just like it's very very like wonderful to watch and you know, there's all this great comedy in that final fight, which I think helps relieve a lot of like the very, very dramatic nature of a lot of it. Between them like, you know, trying to figure out who's Spider Man one, two, and three and three. and all this like different stuff, um, where Andrew Garfield delivers, yeah, like maybe the best line in the movie. <laughs> um and, and I think uh
0: Which one it's I also fun
1: Oh no no, I think it was the, the, the number three when he says he'll be number irritated. three. <laughs> But I, 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 then I think, you know, it, it led to, like, this great place where, one, we got this great Alfred Molina moment where he comes in as Doc Ock and you think he's, like... There's
0: a fake out. I was like, no, a fake would out. It? why would he be bad again? But he, he gets a drop on Electro that way.
1: Yeah, but then again, I was like, I was ready to believe it because I was also, like, Sandman's evil again for no reason. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but whatever. Uh, but then, gosh, I do just really like that, you know, we get, we get all these different beats in this final fight and every Spider-Man gets their moment between Andrew uh getting to save Zendaya in like that awesome moment and also Toby stopping uh 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 stopping Tom Holland from killing Norman Osborn yeah, another uh, with Goblin his own glider play.
0: and then um that and it was a fake out but when Goblin stabs Toby everybody screams like oh yes are you I, fucking crazy
1: i think it's good i think it would have been very bad if they'd actually killed Toby Maguire's Spider-Man especially like
0: the ending's heavy I, enough as is
1: yeah, I, I kind of have a problem. And this is this is maybe my own kind of like childish way of approaching movies. But it's like when something has been settled, like we had Tobey Maguire's three Spider-Man movies, great. You can't bring him back just to kill him. I think it's mean. In the same way that I really liked uh, the, the seventh Star Wars movie for like the most part. But I was so mad when they killed Han Solo because I was like, yo, Han Solo made it through those three movies so long ago for you to only bring him back to kill him pisses me off so much. And
0: then they kill each other main character in each movie.
1: Yeah, oh, it just drove me crazy. I was so annoyed. It's like, once you put characters to bed, like, let them be done. But I, I do think it was great. I think I loved that, you know, even though we get to see Tom Holland's Peter, like, grow up a lot in this movie and experience, like, a lot of character development, um, it was cool to see, like, Toby Maguire's, like, older more experienced Spider-Man, especially one that had talked about, you know, the fact that he was, like, responsible for, like, the death of the guy who killed Uncle Ben, how that did not bring him peace or happiness. Right. It, like, haunts him. I always forget um, that the
0: guy, like, backed off a, a ledge or something.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I know that, like, you know, he didn't, like, shove him off or anything no, and kill no. him, but, like, he was there and was one of the reasons he died, and it didn't make him feel better that it's, like, to stop Tom Holland then from killing uh, Norman Osborn was, a like, a I thought an, an awesome moment i just want to um, say
0: a little it was plays a joke but it was the nod i was hoping we would get for something remember electro's observation i thought you'd be black
1: oh my god i love There's that gotta, i just saw so, a
0: black spider-man out there
1: i was i was i heard you were from queens and it's just like god i i was just really hoping you were gonna be a black
0: spider-man and even garfield's like i'm sorry <laughs> he's uh, like oh i'm sorry um, yeah but, i i, I love that but that acknowledgement of miles and you can, I guess, you can take it as either we know Miles exists in the MCU. I just don't know if they're ever going to use him or not. Because I mean, I they're definitely going to use
1: him eventually. He's too huge of a character to not like, use.
0: Spider Verse. That's my Miles, and that's going to be hard to uh, equal. Oh, it, it's, not, it's, it's,
1: it's different things though. It's like you know that can exist and be its own awesome thing. There's a Peter Parker in that. That Peter Parker, but he doesn't like take right. away from any of I those guess, Peter Parkers. Okay, yeah, I
0: guess if they do Miles in the MCU, they'll be smart enough to make him distinct.
1: Yeah, and I mean the actor's going to do their thing, the script's going to do its thing. He's going to be existing and with a whole bunch of different characters. I'm just looking forward to it. It's going to be awesome. I hope it happens soon. I'm um, but I to think Spider Verse. Oh yeah, me too. I thought it was a super super fun. Uh, like I guess not trailer, but showing like the first minute and a half yeah. of the movie. Yeah. But just to finish things up here, uh, you know, I loved. There's. There, it's funny the thing that this movie does that I think I might love more than anything else in the movie is fixes my one, like, big Spider-Man problem in the MCU, which is that at the end of this movie, we get a world where people don't know who Peter Parker is. Um, he's poor, living on his own. He's
0: lost everyone. Uh,
1: he's lost everyone. He's, you know, it's, 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 it's very tough. But the one thing that's kind of driven me crazy in the MCU is that, like, we've lost a lot of, like, what is... Like Peter Parker's story in these right. movies because he, I get that he's, you know, like poor uh, and, and, you know, kind of a makeshift hero, but like the second he meets Tony Stark, it's like from the second we see him in costume, he's got like a way more advanced costume and he's got all these resources and all these people working with him and all this stuff. And it's taken a lot from like the core of the, you know, neighborhood Spider Man yeah. scrappy guy who's like kind of trying to figure it out being both these things. And to see him end the movie in his old, like the classic Spider-Man costume that he's made himself, that is, um, you know, just him swinging through New York, like with no, uh, like the like the most advanced tech he's got is like his web shooters, is like uh, so exciting to me. To like, I love I love the Tom Holland movies and all this stuff, but I, I, it's so exciting to see like a return to form for this character, um, and I'm so excited for what that means for the yeah. future for the character.
0: If this had ended more standard, I might have been like, I don't know if you need to do another. Trilogy or something. I know I'll, I'll watch it, but it's like this. This is a peak. But now they're like, "What if we do this? What if we are to go, tackle the future from a very different point of view?" Um, yeah. It also made for a highly emotional ending, um, like mm-hmm. the, the the whole scene of of uh, strange closing the portal and, and Peter has to say his goodbyes to Ned and MJ, and there's this incredible epic score playing, and mm-hmm. I was just like, I never would have expected I'd be getting these kind of feels from this Spider-Man series because it was just so lighthearted hearted comedic before that now it's like we're bringing in the heavy stuff and it's. And I was like thank you
1: yeah so. well I think that was Spider-Man knows ways home and uh, uh, I, I can't uh, wait for it to come out so I can watch it again I can't wait uh, to watch it um, again so
0: I can hear what they were saying in the uh, Garfield introduction scene <laughs> yeah our audience was cheering too loud to make a lot of it out worth it though worth it <laughs> But, yeah, that is going to uh, draw things to a close for – I think that where we just – that laugh, that's going to be where the chance of flurries cuts off because we're not going to do the normal formalities and stuff. Um, sure. But I uh, I do want to say uh, – obviously, I know you're not on social media as much, but I want to know if you have any projects or uh, organizations or efforts you want to ask about awareness of.
1: Oh my gosh, no. I don't.
0: <laughs> <laughs> He's not insulted. I, oh my
1: gosh, I really, no. really don't. Everyone should just take care of themselves in this time where we're like...
0: Mask up. Get your booster. Yeah,
1: mask up, take care of yourself, listen to Bane, um, you know, uh, uh, take care of yourselves, have fun.
0: Yeah, and uh, me, I... I would say uh, I should leave a uh, link. I always leave a link in the Discord now for episodes. But I'd say check out my uh, YouTube channel if you haven't because I'm planning to make this kind of a big uh, comeback year for it. I, You know that I'm working on a new Wario cartoon. We're mm-hmm. hoping to have the second reanimate collab out at the end of the year. I'm going to do the first Full Spacious early this year. And I'm, I don't think you know this. I'm bringing back the game reviews.
1: Oh, awesome! I did not have that. That's great news. It's gonna be a
0: bit different. I was like, I think I realized, like, because I was mostly doing new releases, and I'm like, that's a very saturated market. So I'm gonna do like a lot of my favorites too, and just pick old games or like certain topics and themes, and just get creative with it because that'll help it stand out more.
1: Awesome! I love it.
0: So uh, yeah, you can. I say stay stay posted on uh, my Twitter and Instagram at Behonart B E H O N A R T. That's where I'll always plink uh, plink. Link. uh, It is where he will plink. Mr. Plinkett, you don't know what that is. Um, I don't. But uh, that's where I'll post uh, updates and links to stuff that's uh, that's out, and you can also just follow the uh, the YouTube, which is B-H-O-N, Behon. Uh, I want to thank you for uh, joining me today. Uh, I'm glad that we could. It's been a busy couple of weeks for us, but it's, I'm glad oh, we yeah. could sit finally sit down and just let out. You know, I don't think people need to be told how cool this movie is, but I I, I still thought it might be fun for for us to to just. Talk about it, even just for the two of us. Just like it's kind of nice to just let out. Like I said, this is a uh, a celebration of Spider-Man, and I didn't even say it, but I think they, they the thing I was worried about was it could be a great celebration, but will it still be a good Tom Holland MCU Peter film? And I'm like, yes, it's the yeah, best I think it was the best one. So that will do it for today. Uh, I will. I said, still up in the air who and uh, what will be the uh showcase of the, ne- of the next episode but i'll do some reaching out to former guests and maybe try some new ones as well so stay tuned and follow the show's uh twitter it's at sketch play for that i think i i have an instagram for it i need to start doing posts on it at sketch watch play so facebook twitter instagram sketch watch play so
1: and i'm starting my own uh new podcast where i uh sketch watch and play with really creepy people Um, And it's called Sketchy Watch Play. Uh, So you can find that at Sketchy Watch Play. Uh, The first episode, um, I will be watching uh, Sailor Moon, uh, the first episode of Sailor Moon in reverse with this guy who hangs out on my street corner named Darren. Darren. Um, so that's at Sketchy Watch Play. That's oddly specific,
0: but again, check out uh, Chance of Flurries. You can find us on most of the same—not YouTube, but most of the same uh, podcast platforms that we that Sketchy Watch Play is on. And uh, we will try. It. We've had a busy couple, a busy winter, I'd say, uh, but we will try and be updating it more in the coming weeks. And those uh, those would be some chill, chill vibes to talk about games and movies and TV and stuff.
1: Yeah, and if you see that guy Darren that I mentioned before. Do not approach him. Do not talk to him. Just walk in the other direction. He's got nothing good for you.
0: Yes, and uh, you can look forward to actually. Bane Patrick has been on Chance of Florries along with a couple other Patricks. So I'm I'm in excited for you to meet our expanded expanded family.
1: Yep, the multiverse of me, the multiverse of Patricks.
0: Good night all. Good night nerds.